Hey, Mission Church, Pastor Adam here filling in for Pastor Mike on this week's Midweek Connection. Before we jump into our spiritual focus for today, uh, we just wanted to make you aware of a few things that are coming up and actually celebrate something with you. So first of all, let's start with the celebration. This past week, something really cool happened here at TMC. Uh, This past Saturday, about 20 volunteers from our congregation showed up here at TMC and prepared seven different meals that each meal will uh, feed about 200 people. And so what this consisted of was these volunteers making 139 by 13 pans of food. This included six different recipes that that were then all uh, uh, prepared and then shipped off to Hope Ministries that will go towards uh, feeding the homeless and those involved in their uh, Bethel location. And so we just wanted to, to celebrate that with you guys and say, wow, what a great thing that we were able to do. But then also thank those who came out and helped. Um, from what I hear, it was a fantastic time and it's going towards helping such a great ministry here in Des Moines. Uh, Secondly, we wanted to remind you of an opportunity you have tomorrow to meet our newest TMC missionary family. So tomorrow, February 9th at 1130 in the community room, you are invited to a lunch where you can meet Nathan and Nicole and hear about uh, what they're going to be doing overseas. Uh, There will be a free will offering taken up for them as well as they prepare for this new stage in life. And so we hope you can make plans to be there and hear more about what is happening. Next up, we wanted to remind you about our men's breakfast. That is not this Saturday, but next Saturday, February 18th at 8 a.m. in the community room. Um, we've been going through the disciplines of a godly man, and this this month we are focusing on the discipline of integrity. And so uh, one of our elders, Jason Grease, will be leading us in a discussion and a lesson on what it means to be a man of integrity. So we hope you can plan on joining us for that. Um, you, If you would like to RSVP for that, please sign up via the blast that'll be out this upcoming Friday. Lastly, we wanted to make you aware of the Caregiver Support Group and their upcoming meeting on Sunday, February 26th here at TMC at 2 p.m. The speaker this month is a volunteer for the the Alzheimer's Association and will will be presenting 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's. So they want to invite you to join them and learn more about the difference between just normal aging and then signs of Alzheimer's, common warning signs, and the importance of early detection and the benefits of diagnosis and probably a wider range of, of, of other topics and answering questions. And registration for this is not required. They just want to invite you to be a part of that. So with our announcements finished, we want to jump into today's spiritual focus. And uh, I was encouraged to share this story with you about a girl who has just started recently being involved in TMC's youth group. Uh, This story actually starts all the way back in September. We started this new thing this year during our youth group on Wednesday nights where every week we have what we're calling gospel advancing time. And during this time of, of our youth group gathering, we celebrate what God is doing in our midst. And, and to do that and to guide our time, we, we ask three simple questions for our students to then respond to. Uh, the first question is this, how have you grown in your relationship with God this past week? What are some steps that you've taken? Uh, have you been reading your Bible more? Did you discover something new? Have you been praying more? Uh, 
whatever it may be, we invite students to, to look back and think, what steps did I take in my relationship with God? We also ask the question, where have you seen the gospel lived out? Have you seen something cool? Did you get to care for someone that you know? Uh, did you get to, to, to show someone and express the love of God to them? Uh, lastly, we ask this question, who were you able to share the gospel with this past week? Now, from these questions, we've heard some great stories of our students being bold in their faith to share the gospel with their friends. We've also helped our students see the gospel at work in their lives, and, and that includes the, the what we might think are very small ways. And we've encouraged them to celebrate those. But then after we spend some time answering those questions together, we, we shift our focus to our prayer wall. And this is probably my most, um, my favorite part of youth group every week. And what we've done is we have two pallets that are leaned up against the wall of our stage. Um, they're not necessarily very pretty to look at, but what is on those cards is a beautiful, beautiful thing because our students have written down the names of people in their lives that they don't believe know Christ as their savior and we pray for them. And so right now on these pallets is over 50 names of people that our students know that don't know Christ as their savior. And so we take a few names off the wall. Sometimes we'll take all of them off the wall and divvy them up among the students. And we'll spend, spend just a few moments of our time together praying for those people, praying that, they, that their eyes would be open to the truth of the gospel and praying that the people who wrote their names down would find a way to share the gospel with them. Like I said, it's become one of my favorite parts of our youth group meetings. And so one of those names that was written down a while back was the name of this girl who I wanted to share her story. Her name is Allie. Allie is a friend of one of our students, Jacoby, and we've been praying for her for a while now. And my, but my interaction with Allie actually only began two weeks Ago. You see, every Sunday night, about 10 to 15 of our youth gather at my house, and we go down into, my, into our basement, into our living room down there, and we have what is called in-depth group. Now, this group is, is for those students who are wanting to dig a little deeper into their faith and is basically a two-hour Bible study that goes on in our basement. Well, it turns out Allie, who we've been praying for since probably about September, actually only lives four houses down the street from me. This friend who wrote her name down, Jacoby, he was hanging out with her on uh, one Sunday afternoon and was just, was just going to walk down the street afterwards and come to my house for in-depth group. But actually what ended up happening is Allie decided to tag along. And so at the beginning of our group, we were all sitting down there. I just explained to Allie, I go, Allie, we're going to talk uh, how we normally talk because this group is to help these students go deeper. But if at any point you have any questions, please feel free, raise your hand and ask your questions. And we'll take the time to try and explain those questions to you. And so we started going through our content for the evening and walk, we were walking through the book of Acts together and we were just talking about what was happening in that chapter of Acts. And about halfway through our time together, together Allie shyly raises her hand and she, she says, so I should have raised my hand a while ago, but I was just a little nervous. I've never actually been to church a day in my life, she says. And then she asks this, are you telling me that God made a way for us to escape the punishment of hell? I've never heard that before. 
And so right there in the middle of our in-depth group in my basement, with the help of, of, of some of our youth group members, we were, we were able to share the gospel in its entirety with her. And she, she, by her own admittance, said she was just floored. She'd never heard that before. And then she admitted that it was obviously for the first time a lot to think about and that she wasn't ready to make any type of decision. And so we simply left it at that and moved on with our Bible study. Well, she actually ended up coming to youth group that following week. And then just this past Sunday, guess what? She was back at in-depth group, joining in, asking questions. And while, while she hasn't made a decision for Christ, and to be honest, she may never. That's not up for me to know. But it's, 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 it's like I tell our student, a person's decision to follow Christ or not follow Christ isn't how we determine our success in sharing the gospel. Simply sharing the gospel with someone is a success. We don't know how Allie's story will end. My prayer, obviously, since September and the prayer of our youth group, and now I hope your prayer as well will be that she comes to know Christ as her Savior. However, I tell you this story not because it's some huge transformation that we've already seen, but it's one that we're hoping for. I, I tell you this story to, to, to share with you where it actually all began. It didn't begin with Allie showing up at my door. It didn't start with her friend Jacoby talking to her about the Bible. It didn't begin with anything other than prayer. Prayer for Allie, yes, but also prayer for ourselves to be bold with the gospel. You see, if we want to see lives change through the power of the gospel, we must start with prayer. Yes, obviously, we have to know the words to say. We must know the gospel. We must have some sort of strategy and training. Obviously, always helps. However, all of that is useless if we aren't first praying for it. You know, we oftentimes fall into this trap of busyness and a mindset that, that we just have to power through this work of ministry. We fall into the trap that we have to rely only on our skills and abilities to share the gospel. And when we fall into this trap, we forget that we aren't the ones actually saving people. Our words don't save people. Our presentation does not save people. But rather, it is the work of Jesus in the lives of these people that saves people. And while we have a job to do, it is ultimately His job, God's job, to open their eyes, to intervene in their lives, and to soften their hearts to the message of the gospel. So it's not our job to save people. It's not our job to have a perfect delivery or have an answer for every question. Our job is to partner with God in what he is doing in the lives of the people around us. And we can't do that without a prayerful dependence on God. And it is this prayerful dependence that I believe Jesus is talking about in John 15. He says this, I, being Jesus, am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. 
It is through this prayerful dependence that we can do anything of significance for the kingdom of God. If we aren't abiding in Christ, we can do absolutely nothing. And so we see that sharing the gospel with those around us begins long before we even utter any words to them. It begins with us first abiding with Christ, growing in our relationship with him, submitting to the transformation of our lives. And then through that prayerful dependence stems the mindset, the words, and ultimately in our partnership with God and the work that he is doing in the lives of those around us. You see, it's not a coincidence that Jacoby wrote Ali's name down. It's not a coincidence that my family moved to Ali Street a couple years ago. It's not a coincidence that Jacoby and Ali became friends. And while I don't know what the ultimate outcome of the story will be, I do know that God is at work and it is our job through prayer to be faithful to the work that he is doing. And we cannot be faithful to that work if we are not first prayerful about that work. So my challenge for us today, start sharing the gospel. But that start may be different than what you think it is. That doesn't begin with you buying a megaphone and standing on a street corner. That doesn't begin with you knocking on doors in your neighborhood and sharing the gospel with those people. Uh, that doesn't be even begin with you memorizing Romans Road or, or, or the three circles or the 15 second story that are tools to help us share the gospel. It begins with you prayerfully partnering with God and what he is doing. So it might actually begin with you grabbing a note card and writing down a few names of people you know that don't know Christ and then praying for them. It might begin with you praying daily for opportunities to share the gospel. It might even begin with you praying that God would bring unbelievers into your life so you can fulfill the command that he has for you. Because Prayer is where it begins. We can do nothing apart from Christ. We can bear no fruit unless we first abide in him. We cannot share the gospel without prayer. And so, let's pray. God, you truly are a mighty God who is working in ways that we often don't even recognize in our own lives. God, I, I pray for myself right now that you would help me recognize your work and those around me. I pray that you help me to put aside my tasks, my to-do list, my schedule, and be, and be aware of those around me who I can interact with, who I can be praying for, who I can be showing the love of Christ, and who I can be sharing the gospel with. God, help me to take advantage of the opportunities God, I pray that we as, as, as a church would be about your work. God, that first and foremost, we would be abiding in you and that we would be looking to partner in the work that you are doing, that we would not be people who are mustering uh, the courage or the knowledge or the human wisdom in order to convince people to follow you, uh, but God, that we would be faithful to share the hope that you have given us. God, we pray for the people that don't know you in our lives. God, I pray for Allie, that you would continue to um, allow us to share your truth with her. And God, that you would open her eyes to the truth of the gospel and that she would come to know you as her Savior. And God, I pray that we would be a people of prayer. 
lifting up those who don't know you, lifting up ourselves to be equipped and transformed by the power of your gospel in our own lives so that we can then turn around and share it with those around us. We love you and we thank you for your son Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.